Um, all right. Yep. Well, I'm Bobby Navia. Uh, and I am Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome, everybody, back to the couch. Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure if we're going to do a trailer yet. Yeah, we could. We could. Yeah. We could. There's a possibility. There's a trailer to discuss. There is one to discuss. Yeah. Um, however, I've brought a soapbox with me today. Yeah, and I am so excited to just just take a step back yeah. and let Bobby take a step up and yep. just let us know. So I guess I can I can just kind of lead things off then with a question. You're going to preface? Go for yeah. it. Yep. Bobby Navia. How did you feel about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker? Boo! <laughs> <laughs> not a good movie. Yeah, not a good movie. Like I cannot, I, I cannot even. Um, you know me, Dorian. You've known me for years, mm-hmm. for ten years. You know I like everything. Yeah, I can pull something. This has been. I, I told you about a scene that I liked out of Michael Bay's Six Underground movie <laughs> in your, you know. <laughs> Uh, pre-smoke uh-huh. <laughs> that, yeah. that you always do before we record. I told you about a scene I liked. Mm-hmm. I can't. Good. I can't tell you anything. Wow. That I. S- I don't. You know, like there's there's this movie has a bunch of ideas, and they are all unfinished. Mm-hmm. They are all completely unfinished, mm-hmm. and so like that's just what makes it not. You know, there's little moments here and there, but there's not one complete scene that I'm like, you know what, this was. You yeah. Know, a good good scene that worked that worked everything in this movie just does not work at all and you said even the uh the title crawl yeah when it, like the first four words that come on screen you were immediately like fuck yeah <laughs> the first first of all spoilers for star wars yeah sorry it's, it's it's been out if you haven't seen it and if you listen to this you know it's your own damn fault yeah well it sounds also like if you've seen return of the jedi you pretty much know yeah. what's gonna happen here <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah, the first four words of it are the dead speak with an exclamation point. Mm. Yeah. Or three words, yeah. Three words. Dead speak, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, as soon as like I read those, it was like it was like the time I went to go see uh, the sequel to Rob Zombie's Halloween, <laughs> and the title card came up talking about how when people die, they see like a white horse, uh-huh. and it's like reminiscent of something. I was like fuck this is what we're doing this movie like really a white fucking horse yeah and of course there's just a white horse throughout that entire goddamn movie yeah it's it's very you know it's a very important decision what the first piece of information you decide to give your audiences in a in a film and you know it's sometimes yeah it has a very frightening effect on the viewer yeah. You, yeah, within the first five seconds, it, it sets something up where you're like, wow, if this was like priority number one for you to get this information across, I am in for a really rough 90 to 180 minutes. Yeah. Whatever the film is. Yeah. 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 Um, no. Yeah. I mean, those those words are basically a reference to Palpatine, who is back mm-hmm. and it's just setting you up for uh, I feel like it's the first time where the t- not that the the crawl has ever not been, you know, like a setup, but the crawl just sort of is like, it felt weird reading it. Yeah. Cause it just didn't feel like a setup. Like this is what's happening in the universe. I guess so much is dependent on Emperor Palpatine being back mm-hmm. that it's like, you really got to like lean into it. It's got to be like, yo man, the dead speak. He's been talking. People are listening yeah. and we're fucked this episode. <laughs> If this doesn't happen, <laughs> you know, like it's basically what it is. Okay. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, the opening the opening of the movie is Kylo Ren going after these uh, artifacts that apparently lead him to. Uh, Kylo Ren is the one who's been hearing Palpatine through the Force. Mm-hmm. And I, overall, I think the really because I've been thinking about the movie for the last week because I saw it last week, right? Yeah, last week Friday, yeah. yeah, last Friday. Um, <clears throat> so I saw it last week, and yeah. so like last On week, Cat's opening day, you right. went and saw Star Wars, yeah. exactly. Um, like yeah, that day I was fucking angry. I was fucking pissed off. <laughs> yeah, you were I was hot, dude. Came could, over here afterwards. It yeah, was, it was a delight. I was so angry, <laughs> and so like I've been reading a lot of just you know tweets and uh, you know headline reviews of the movie, and it is. I don't even want to say the reviews are like split down the middle. I really do feel like a lot of people are very unhappy with this movie. They're mm-hmm. just not happy with it. Yeah. Um, it so seems much- like critics are towing the company line. Yeah. It's, you know, because if I think on like Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic or whatever, it's probably, it's what? I mean, not super high, but it's in mm-hmm. like the 70s or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Whereas if you look at the user scores and stuff like that, it's, right. it's like, seems pretty negative. Yeah. No. Most of the stuff I've, you yeah. know, brief bit that I've, because after you told me how much you hate it, I was like, damn, what do I. <laughs> Are people like hating on this? Or, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, it looked like a lot of people were like, "Yo, this fucking sucks." Mm-hmm. So they, um, no, they had a uh, some guy I saw an article today that was about like is a guy who wrote an article saying like I was wrong about the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how much people hate this movie. <laughs> this is how bad this movie is, Dorian. <laughs> is that people who like lambasted the Last Jedi are like, yeah. wait a minute. He may have been onto something, and it's like, yeah, you fucker, he yeah, was he's trying to do something yeah. new. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, hey, Jesus. I mean, yeah, you know, people when Empire Strikes Back, people were probably came out. People were probably oh, pissed yeah, when that. True. You know, yeah. like yeah. think about how that movie ends. Yeah, and you're just right. Like, yep, sorry, there you go. You got to deal with that for two years. Yeah, three right. Years. Um, you know, it's probably horrifying. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, like Last Jedi. I appreciate that, you know, that point in the trilogy is like, yes, the bad guys should win part two of the trilogy. Right. You know, that's like, sure, we get started off, things are looking great. And then part two, it's like, oh, wow, this is harder than we thought. Yeah, right. And then part three is like, well, now it's make or break, you know, and the stakes are foot because both sides, you know, it's one to one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. We've got an equal playing field. This is a good contest Mm -hmm. of, of, you know, wits or prowess or whatever. Right. Um, But yeah, and, you know, it it definitely felt like, I mean, you know, not that I feel like Last Jedi had this like downer ending or anything like that. No. Um, but still it was, you know, it was doing like the middle movie thing where it was yeah. like, no, we've got to be on like unstable ground here at least, it was you like, know, it or was, like question something. It was like, like the Skywalker like, thing in part two was right. Or last Jedi was really what people seem to have the most issue with as I understand. Oh yeah. It. With how he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, he how was his treated. character was treated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, it was yeah. like, no, that, that was like a perfect part two of a trilogy thing where it's like, wow, everything we thought we knew from the last one, or in this case, the previous six. Yeah you know, is, like, completely being called into question. Yeah. And, like, that's cool. Yeah. I appreciate that, personally. Yeah. As I'm, a fan watching that movie for the... As a fan of Star Wars, watching that movie for the first time, hearing, like, Luke talk about how... Uh, Force is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and then just... But just also, like, talking about how the Jedi have, like... I don't know. He doesn't say the word hubris, but, like, you know, hubris with the prequels and then with even his own storyline, like... He, I think there's a line in Last Jedi where he's just like, at the height of their power, they were not able to see the Sith take over and 
do you know what I mean? Like right. they were blinded by whatever whatever they thought they were doing. So it's just like, no, they like they failed. And like yeah. watching that, I was like, I don't know. I guess I felt like I became an adult in Star Wars land. Uh-huh. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, you're right. Yeah. Like the Jedi are not like the Jedi are just as fallible. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it can't was, just be this like these guys are good and these guys yeah. are bad and that's how the world works. Exactly. You know? And it's like, no, it's not really like yeah. that. Yeah. And so it was nice to have like that that character not not pivot in that direction but Mm -hmm. i mean have that gradual you know characterization yeah that it was just like yeah this is this is what i feel now because of you know how i failed at training my nephew yeah solo so that's this kind of where i'm at you know they weren't allowed to love others, so they fell in love with themselves. Yo, the Jedi fuck. Yeah. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> I'm throwing the midi chlorians things out the window. There are so many Jedi's. Sith or Sith, bad guys or good guys, they're just they're fucking all over the universe. Yeah, dude, how like if you had like force powers, imagine how awesome that would be for sex. You like sex forget. with force powers? Like telekinetics and shit like that. You could be like moving each other around the room and shit. I mean, Damn. like midair fucking, you know, yeah. like there's there's a lot of options there. And like, you know, at the end of the day, these are still people in some way. And, uh, you know, they're going to want to fuck. They've been thinking about this, too. It's going to oh, happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. That's the other thing, too. You could fuck. And even if you get caught, you'd be like, we didn't fuck. We didn't. Yeah, we yeah. didn't mess around. And then you've preserved this, you know. You ain't um, pregnant, and then Qui-Gon comes with Tatooine, and it's just like, there was no father. It's like, <laughs> nah, I know what he pulled on you, girl. I know. It ain't right. I'm not saying Damn. it's right. However. Yeah. You know? The Jedi Rohypnol trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, that's an, that's like a... That's dangerous, right? Yeah, that's along the lines of, like, the, uh, you know, uh, Invisible Man and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Just yeah. thinking that. Yes, I was just thinking that. Yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> the movie walks back everything that Last Jedi set up. Okay, you know, yeah, as as was predicted, it y- seemed, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know it was gonna do it like so hard. <laughs> like it really, <laughs> it really did it like incredibly hard. Mm. Spoiler alert: Ray is a Palpatine. So the entire plot of the movie is that, or at least part, a big part of it is that. Emperor Palpatine wants Kylo Ren to bring him bring him Rey because Rey's parents, her father is Palpatine's, you know, son. Mm-hmm. And it's her grand there, so it's his grand grandpa. Mm-hmm. Grandpa Palpatine. Old Grampy. Yeah. And Grampy uh, Palpy. <laughs> and so, you know, he wants her brought before him so that, you know, she can take all the power of the Sith. And, you know, ascend the throne as Empress Palpatine. And, you know, there's there's uh, he has all these like uh, the planet he's on is called uh, Exical. And it's very icy. Mm. And apparently he's just been amassing this this um, armada, which you don't know how. Yeah. And apparently they all have uh De- uh, miniature Death Star guns on them, so they're all planet destroyers. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. I mean, because why not? Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, that's that's basically about it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he did. Well, yeah, because JJ he did bigger Death Star in the first one. He did, and then now he did more of them. He did in this one, hundred more of them. Wow, yeah, yeah. Just, whoa. And a planet does get destroyed. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, um, it's called a. Uh, Narid law. 
totally not Alderaan backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this whole thing of uh, them finding these artifacts, which they call them uh, wayfinders. Oh, yeah, you told me about in this. In the movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're these little, you know, like diamond-shaped um, artifacts that apparently, once you have like two or three, they show the way to the planet uh, Exegol or mm-hmm. whatever, right? And Exical. so, Exical, yeah, Exical. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> but aside from that, I mean, aside from the main, you know, Force storyline, the story is just the same as Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're trying to defeat the Empire again. It is no longer, you know, the f- it's still the First Order. Um, but this new empire that Palpatine is trying to give us is called the Final Order. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah, cause nice. Because it's, it's the last one. Yeah. It's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> the First uh, Order and the Final Order. The First Order and the Final Order. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, that guy, uh, Dom, Dom Hall Gleason, mm-hmm. he ends up becoming a, uh, a mole for okay. the Jedi. Sure. Or not the Jedi, for the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he hates Kylo Ren and he wants him to lose. That's that's literally a line. Yeah. Um, in the movie. <laughs> I <laughs> hate him li- and I want him to lose. Yeah, pretty much. All right. I don't care if you win. I just want him to lose. Got it's it. Like, All right, cool. Um, but he he helps he helps like uh, Poe Dameron and Chewie and Finn escape from uh, from Imperial capture and uh, has one of them shoot him in the leg and then as he ex- he's explaining. Uh, to one of his superiors, like, what happened, you know? Uh, and his superior is played by uh, Richard Richard Grant, Richard E. Grant. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's explaining it to him, and then he's just like, okay, you know, sounds good, and then he goes and grabs a gun. Richard Grant grabs a blaster from a stormtrooper and just blasts um, Dom Hall Gleason away, okay. and he's dead. And then he gets on a walk, and he's just like, you know, tell Supreme Leader Ren that, you know, we found... We yeah. found them all. Problem's been solved. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> this is pretty much how, like, this, that's, like, a perfect metaphor for how this movie is just, like, taking care of things or wrapping things up. Uh-huh. It's just, like, the equivalent of grabbing a gun and being, like, boom. Well, he's dead. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Um, and the uh, <clears throat> the movie also moves so quickly that it's, like, it's edited horribly. It's a really, really, really bad edit, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and uh, there's a scene where the where Kylo Ren and Rey are uh, fighting on top of the Death Star. It's like in the trailer a lot, like in the rain and mm-hmm. everything like that. Oh, yeah. And it's the moment where um, Rey runs Kylo Ren through with a lightsaber. And then we, of course, get an introduction of a new force power, which is healing people. Oh, yes, that's right. And she heals him, saving his life, and then leaves to go and you know fight the Emperor alone. And then it's in this moment that uh, uh, Kylo Ren has uh, a vision of uh, Harrison Ford of uh, Han Solo, mm. and he's back yeah. in the movie. You get the "Hey kid," hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get one of those. Um, and it's basically like a copy of the scene that they had in you know Force Awakens when he ran him through. Oh, Some yeah. of the same dialogue is used, mm-hmm. and it's basically. It's like the reverse of that scene. So in Force Awakens, he runs him through and turns to the dark side. And now it's like in this scene, he goes back. Gets up, run through. and He goes back to the light. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the help of his father. Okay. You know? 
And so he throws his like double lightsaber away, you know, and shows up at the end. Mind you, this scene, we still maybe have, fuck, maybe like an hour mm-hmm. of the movie left. Mm. Uh, this is the last time we hear uh, Kylo Ren speak any words mm. for the rest of the movie. Okay. <laughs> That's it. It's just all running, action, mm-hmm. looks. That's it. Breathing. Yeah. That's it. At one point, he jumps on to something and he goes, ow. <laughs> and like, there were just so many people like on Twitter that was just like, great. It's final words ever. Ow. ow. Yeah. Way to, way to go out. Nice. Yeah. Way to go out. Yeah. Uh, yes. But overall, this movie's atrocious. It sounds fucking horrible. It's really bad. Uh, you know, it just occurs to me too that, uh, just occurred to me that this is, this is the first time that I've like willingly had a Star Wars movie just openly spoiled for me just like tell me because i don't care oh. to see it yeah, you know yeah, yeah. uh i i felt that way about last jedi but then you were like ah, i'm just gonna fucking come on i'll take you yeah i wanted you know? i wanted you to see it so, um yeah so bobby took me to see it so i saw it but yes. i was i was willing to have that movie ruined because after i saw force awakens i was like i okay i know what this yeah iteration of this franchise <laughs> is gonna be and i really want no part of it yeah um so, yeah, so at that point, I was already pretty checked out, but then Bobby made me see episode eight, but then this one was like, Mm-mm. I already wasn't planning on going, and then when, you know, I saw your reaction afterwards, I was like, all right, just fucking lay it on me. <laughs> just tell me all about it, because I really don't care. I'll probably watch it at some point. Yeah. Excuse me, but certainly not going to a theater to do so. Right. And, uh, you know, I'll do so from the convenience of my own couch where I can pause, smoke cigarettes, and complain at will. Um, so yeah, that'll probably be my first and only experience watching episode nine. <laughs> Do you remember the uh, lightsaber fight that the two of them have in Force Awakens in the uh, woods? Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember really liking it because it 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 felt messy, mm-hmm. like for the both of them, and it, it felt like it made sense seeing as how this is like the first time Ray really fought yeah. with the lightsaber. So, but you know. That that fight, as compared to like the throne room fight in Last Jedi, which mm-hmm. I thought was like shot very well, like it's that that opening where he just like lets it let them go for a little bit. There's not like a immediate yeah. cut, right, or whatever. And then the fight that they have on the on the Death Star in this one, in Rise of Skywalker, it's it's like back to being messy again. It's hmm. like it's really weird, and I'm sure it, it has something to do with the edit. But there's not en- there's not even anything creatively done like shot or edit wise for this it is their final battle together yeah and there's there's nothing even you know done there uh with however many years they're supposed to have been like training Mm -hmm. you know it's like you guys just can't get better like what's yeah there's no well i mean you know jj abrams hasn't gotten any better (laughs) at fight choreography or you know fight shoot or action shooting or editing so uh yeah i think that's the limiting factor there Um, I think the one thing that, um, there's two points I want to make. One is, I think the one thing that this movie does a lot of is it brings ideas and, um, concepts from the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels and maybe some of the books. Mm -hmm. It, it brings those elements into the movie, but as, as Star Wars movies, that's, that's never come in to any of the movies. And so unless you maybe sort of know about that stuff, like it, it flies over your head. And even though I know about it, I think that's the stuff that like hurts it the most mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, never, ever, ever in a Star Wars movie have has it been that 
has it been like an Indiana Jones movie where you have to go get an artifact mm-hmm. to open this or to do this or to do that? And that's what the first hour of this movie is, is let's go grab. We need to find artifacts mm-hmm. and we have to keep it. And then we need to decode this message because we need to find out what's going on here. And it's like, what is this? Yeah. What is, what's happening right now? You know, and and that's what I liked about the Clone Wars Jedi stuff and the Rebels Jedi stuff is it obviously like worked its way into that because we weren't living in a time of of Jedi. It was all this gray area. Mm-hmm. So you could introduce these elements to the to brand new characters, not legacy characters. Right. Yeah. And then once they were solidified with these new characters, then you could bring some legacy characters in through the objects. Right. But yeah. not make it them the main point of like, oh, yeah, well, Luke's had a. Yeah. That's when you said, too, that. Uh, well, a that that just feels also like even more horribly fan servicey mm-hmm. they're just like how much of like the you know expanded universe can we just try to cram in here so yeah. that like the super fans can be like oh look it's that robot exactly. from you know that one comic yeah cool it's like well or you could have just spent your time making this a good movie which yeah obviously wasn't the priority um but uh well you also said that like some of the stuff that they brought in from that stuff they like just changed the name of like the wayfinders were like something else entirely yeah the wayfinders in the uh somebody actually tweeted about this too. Yeah. <laughs> they would they did one of those just like uh board boardroom meeting like oh yeah jj's like they're wayfinders and they're like uh no they're called this in the show he's like no way fine yeah it's gonna be great hey, jj is officially becoming george lucas <laughs> I mean, that's what it's where he just comes in and is like, so this is what it is. Everyone's like, uh, it's not. And he's like, well, it is, though. Uh, yeah, in the television show, they were called uh, holocrons. Okay. They're called holocrons and they look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a few differences here or there. But, you know, um, uh, at at this point, you know, Star Wars Rebels takes place before in the middle of the prequels and, you know, A New Hope mm-hmm. and the rest of them. So the Empire is around, but there's no Jedi. Right. So yeah. to introduce, you know, younger viewers or characters into, you know, Jedi and Jedi lore with Jedi in the television show that are like gray area Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can be force sensitive, but not have to be part of the light or the dark because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them are just like bounty hunters or they're just like space pirates. Yeah. And they just so happen to like have a lightsaber mm-hmm. or, you know, one of the when Rogue One came out, there was uh, I've actually bought the uh, like the book compendium for it. Mm. And I was reading in the book that at one point in the script, uh, you know, they talk about everybody's wardrobe or the clothing or the artifacts that you see in, in, the, in the movies and stuff. And so for Rogue One, in the beginning of the movie, when the mother is giving, um, what's her name? In Rogue One. What Rogue One? I forget what the main character's name is. I don't remember. Anyways, um, Felicity. Uh, yeah, Felicity, Felicity Jones. Jones's character. Felicity yeah. Jones's character. Her mother gives her a crystal, and the crystal is a Kyber crystal, and the crystal mm. that is what's inside of a Jedi's lightsaber. Right. Okay? Yeah. And so there was this apparently. Not so much a subplot, but I think they had written it just into the movie that in one version of it that um, her mother. uh, Oh, Jin. Jin, that's her name. Jin or so. Oh, yeah. That her mother was a Jedi who escaped Order 66. Okay. That she, like Luke Skywalker in Last Jedi, you know, kind of hid her force powers away. She was she detached herself from the force and that the kyber crystal that she gives her is the one that was in her lightsaber, Mm -hmm. which she is, you know, doesn't 
she just doesn't use anymore. Yeah. And just became like a normal person, mm-hmm. you know, in the universe. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of like that. I like that little bit of storyline. So every time I watch the movie, like that's what I think. Even how the how the actress who plays the mother is dressed, she's dressed like a Jedi. Like mm-hmm. her robe, she is dressed in like Jedi robes. Yeah. And so, you know, there's <clears throat> there's uh all this all this uh all the stuff that's like brought into this movie, but is now too much of it is being explained like in the books that are out now mm-hmm. and so which would have been like it's like the books are a better movie yeah because you're getting all this extra information the opening of the movie starts with kylo ren uh taking out a bunch of it looks like it's like they look like space priests they're like in big hats and they look <laughs> really weird i don't know but he looks like he's in a jungle and he's just like mowing them all down with his lightsaber Fuck. and on monday you know after the movie was out for the weekend um the the book compendium came out and someone said that the planet he's on is Mustafar, which is the planet that Obi-Wan and Anakin had their last battle on. Oh, okay. In, in, uh, revenge of the Sith episode three. Mm-hmm. And it's also the planet that's featured in rogue one where apparently he has like a citadel. Okay. There. But like, for some reason that's never told to us in at all in the movie that this is where one of these holocron or wayfinders. Yeah. Are. Okay. <laughs> and it's like what the fuck so he's on a, he's he's on a pretty important planet yeah you know like i mean it, canon yeah. wise that's been well established yeah, yeah within the universe and it's like what the f- so this is so this there's just been one there as well you know and and so it's like um and it made sense for the television shows because like like i said you were bringing in newer viewers to jedis yeah. and so you could sort of expand that mythology a little bit with like you know artifacts and things that Jedi used because it treated it. I feel like the show treated it more like a religion, yeah, or something that you believe as opposed to the Force, which we're used to in the movies. Things you can use. It's a superpower. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. That's a pretty. It's a superpower in the movies. Yeah, and it felt more like a religion. Totally. And something. Yeah. Something. Something more ancient alien. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? With. Uh, with Isn't it possible? Show. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I remember there's like one episode of of Rebels where one season where they're on a planet and there's a character called the Bendu. Mm. And it's just this it looks like a giant ram. And it looks like it's made out of rock or made out of the earth, but for some reason it's a it's a force sensitive creature. All right. That they communicate with. That's pretty awesome. And it's super sci-fi. Yeah. You know, you you almost think it's kind of something out of like a Dune book. Yeah. You know, and it's like but yeah, like I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> telepathically communicate with nature right yeah. now. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like some out of the OA, practically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the main characters in the in the Rebels uh, TV show, he dies and uh, he he sacrifices himself. And a couple episodes later, there on this planet, there are these giant wolves mm-hmm. that kind of like the wolves from like the Twilight movies. Okay, that's how like big they are as a uh, compared to the characters in the, in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one ever says like, oh, when the Jedi die, you know, like they become wolves or they reincarnate. No one ever says anything except uh, no one ever says those words. There's just this like uh, there's just like a moment with the other force sensitive character in the show that just has a feeling about what these wolves are and how they connected, how they're connected to the force. And they end up like helping on a on a mission or something. Mm, okay. And so like it gets very like spiritual. Yeah. With it. And. There's some of those elements that are brought into the movie, but it's just like we've never known 
Well, yeah, and, and I mean, in that with that runtime also, and yeah. how much ground they obviously are covering in this movie too. It's like they're not going to be able to actually develop any interesting ideas out of that. It's just mm-hmm. something like they, yeah, if they bring stuff like that in, it's just to be like, hey, this is important to the plot. Now let's go find it, you mm-hmm. know, or yeah. Now, you know, or just like an obvious kind of like planting and payoff, like, hey, here, let me tell you about this because that's going to be important later. So, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah. when there's when there's that kind of like, you know, not that I'm arguing that like every movie should be this like elongated, you know, thing where we like languish in the world for too long because, you know, that can be just as much of a detriment as it can be a, a benefit. But you know, sometimes when there's like this kind of efficiency of storytelling where it's just like we have no time to do anything except like what is going to be like essentially important to like, you yeah. know, concluding the story. Yeah. It's it's like the worst thing in the world to watch because you feel like you're just being fed like a PowerPoint presentation of yes. like these are the bullet points you need to know before we go. OK, because these four things happened this, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, when there's like when when it's moving at such like a breakneck pace like that, you know, you you realize like very quickly that like no, there's no time here for just moments of like we're just with these characters or right. like you know this is just like a slice of life to let us like feel what this world is like for mm-hmm. a moment before we get back into the story or things like that, you know, yeah. that just make everything feel actually alive rather than just like you know a script being executed. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like this movie very much just feels like not even a script but like a checklist. Yeah. It's like, okay, we have to take care of this, 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 and this in this mm-hmm. movie. So, like, you know, we just got to go down the list and make sure, okay, Donald Gleason's been shot, check. <laughs> Done you with his storyline. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Um, we were able to see uh, Harrison Ford one more time. Cool. Done with that. Luke one more time. Boom. Off the mm-hmm. list. Uh, uh, yeah, went from bigger Death Star to more Death Stars, check, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, each character, you know, just sort of like, okay, we gotta, you know, we gotta bring this character to a conclusion, this one to a conclusion. Um, even, uh, yeah, even it's, it's her, like uh, infuriating to watch that stuff. It's, and that's, that's what it felt like watching the movie. Yeah. Uh, the planet where they find, uh, Lando on is like this desert party planet or whatever it's in the it's in the movie uh, it's in the trailer where they're like on that big speeder mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> he just shows up in like a fucking weird outfit <laughs> you know like uh it's just it's planet burning man planet, <laughs> exactly yeah. is what it is yeah he just shows up and you know they're asking him about like this artifact that they're there to find and he's just like oh this is what you know uh this is what Luke and I were doing. You know, we were looking for these artifacts because, you know, he was trying to find it too. And I'm like, so you just completely negate the fact that like he put himself into exile out of like guilt and like what he's believed as a Jedi for like years. Mm -hmm. And now he's been, no, he was actually looking for artifacts. He just needed a quiet place to do his research. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is this? And then Daryl made me laugh because he was talking to me about it. And he's just like, yeah, his X-wing is in the water. What does he just casually bring it out of the water every couple years? Yeah, jump in it and then throw it in the water yeah. again. Like what the fuck? And I was uh, like, now I remember why I gave this shit up. Yeah. I'm out again. Yeah. And so <laughs> apparently, like his his um, Ray goes back to that to that uh, to that island, um, and um, that's where she sees like the Force Ghost version of him. And apparently, the the artifact that she needs, like. He's just had one the whole time, and it's just been so, an X-wing. Perfect, yeah, yeah. It's That's like, great, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> this is kind oh, of oh yeah, this thing we never mentioned. Oh yeah, it's just been sitting around, it's been there all the time. That's why I never talked about it. It's yeah, 
just back, become background noise, you know. It's just one of those moments in the movies where you're like, you can, you can, you could see like the group of people in a room being like, "Oh my god, that's so good! It's been there the whole time." And mm-hmm. it's like, do you it's not? Like, no, know, that's horrible. Did you guys yeah. not watch Last Jedi? Because it doesn't feel like you did. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you did at all, <laughs> at all. Um, and also all the decisions to bring in, you know, the Emperor and all these artifacts and you know, legacy, more legacy characters, it really doesn't do any service to, like, the new characters, to Rey, to, yeah, uh, right. to Poe, or to Finn. You know, like, I think, I think the aside from, you know, uh, Daisy Ridley, I really think, like, John Boyega just gets, like, he just got, like, fucked in this series. Yeah, I'm, Last Jedi, I was like, he d- literally did nothing the no, entire movie. No. I mean, he ran around in circles. Yeah. And then ended up... Uh, even at the end of the movie, like in the big climactic battle scene, it was like he did nothing. It, no. Yeah. There no. was, I mean, literally just this was a character that clearly, like Ryan Johnson, seemed like he didn't even want in the movie. Yeah. But he was just like, well, they already set this guy up, so I have to use him. And they were just like, let's just send him chasing a fucking red herring through space. So that way, like, Ray, it, basically he was there so that we could break up, like, the amount of time that Ray was on this one planet with Luke. Yeah. By, right. like, here's some other, like, you know, intergalactic jet setting, uh-huh. you know, to, like, the casino planet. Yeah. And Justin Theroux's there. <laughs> Ooh, and now Benicio Del Toro has a lisp. Check it out. Yeah, Ooh, right. Ooh, he's a dick. <laughs> you know, it was, like, it was such an obvious, like, that was all he was there to do because yeah. his story literally brought him right back to where he started with no change. Mm-hmm. He had not collected anything of importance. He had not brought any new information to the game. He hadn't advanced the plot. He hadn't grown as a character. Yeah. All he brought was this annoying Asian chick with him yeah, <laughs> to help right. like exactly. round out the diversity of the <laughs> cast. And uh and then she it was equally useless yeah. uh, throughout the film. And yeah, it was just it seemed like such a ridiculous amount of filler. Mm-hmm like to have in this type of movie, you yeah. know? I also thought about, I also started thinking about, um, not necessarily like toxic fandom because I believe my, I believe I, my not liking the movie is not like toxic. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the movie. I don't like where it went. I don't like what they did with the characters because yeah. they did nothing with them. They just shoehorned them into a movie that happened 30, 40 years ago mm-hmm. and, you know, passed it off as a star Wars movie. Yeah. And, <laughs> You know, that's fine. But I'm not going to, you know, if someone, um, God, I forget who, I think I ran into somebody who watched it and said that they really liked it. And great. If you really loved it, that's Mm -hmm. fine. I'm not going to spend an hour trying to convince you of how bad it is. Yeah. Because if you loved it, like, I'm happy you loved that movie. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of shit that I love. Nobody loves. Yeah. So I'm fine with (laughs) it. Just let me have that. You know (laughs) what I mean? So, but, you know, at the same time, it's just like. I think the other thing is I, you know, coming off of watching, I'm going to bring it up again, Watchmen, mm-hmm. you know, like I think about how you do, how you handle legacy characters and how yeah. you handle a story Jesus, and yeah. how you, you know, bring that story into now. I'm not saying that, you know, a galaxy far, far away has to deal with like racism right. and being black in America or anything like that. However, you know, I thought there was, even though it's a really, really like not good section of that movie. I thought them going to like Canto Bite, the 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 casino planet, mm-hmm. and Benicio del Toro's character. There was a little light in Benicio del Toro's character saying like, explaining to Finn that you know 
the bad side is just as bad as like the good side. Right. Yeah. When he's when he's talking to them about the ships and who people sell to who. Mm-hmm. And if you were gonna do anything with Finn's character, that might have been an interesting idea to jump off. With right. Yeah. For a third movie. You right. You know, if it didn't involve the shadow of Emperor Palpatine mm-hmm. and everything, because it's like, yeah, you're talking to a guy who was a former stormtrooper, and how he's seeing that being part of the resistance. He's probably just another stormtrooper. Yeah, right. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. yeah. If they had just started with like him almost going through like a stormtrooper, like more, you know, day in the life routine yeah, or something. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's walking out and doing all the exact same things he was doing as part of the first order, but now mm-hmm. with the rebellion, like that would have been a really fascinating right. way to, you know, move all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, like, you know, it would have felt like the Star Wars world grew up a little bit. Yeah. Which would be nice. It would. You know, um, but yeah, I get, but you know, cause that's the thing too, is like if, you know, yeah, it'd be cool if it grew up a little bit, I would certainly appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think all good, like long running franchises do sort of like grow up with their fan base. Yeah. Um, and it would be nice to see this happen, but if they were, even if they were going the route of like, Hey, you know what? Star Wars was always like family friendly entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's fine too. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you have to just make the same movie again. Exactly. You know, yeah, like yeah. you can still move the story forward or in different directions, mm-hmm. you know, and keep it in that like PG realm. Yeah. You know, like the originals were. Um, but, you know, that doesn't that doesn't seem to be what they're trying to do now either. It does seem like they're trying to make it like, you know, a little darker and like heavier right. and stuff like that. And it's like, OK, well, if you're going to do that, then do it. And yeah, that's right. Go for it. Exactly what Last Jedi was clearly trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a shame that it just got like, you know, a wall put a, a JJ Abrams size wall <laughs> placed in front yeah. of it. But yeah, so what I was saying before is like, I'm curious if, you know, if like once Last Jedi came out, that it was like at that point, they kind of had to start like fresh on a new script I'm because sh- they yeah. were like, oh crap, people hated that. Yeah. How do we walk all of this back? Yeah. You know, and still get, I'm sure they had like, you know, whatever their ending was. Like, I'm sure Ray was always going to be Palpatine's. Granddaughter, I don't think but so. yeah, I don't think so hmm. because I, I would have figured that's an end game that they probably would have had. It but it also, it's J.J. Abrams. He did do Lost, so he's not big on having end games when he starts something. He doesn't. It doesn't feel like this was, you know, you f- if if you know if they said, you know, J.J., we want you to do all three movies, like mm-hmm. come up with come up with an arc, sure. Because I know you know it's it's the uh, what do you call it. It's the time and place we live in where everything, you know, has to have like franchise, you know, stability or right, like yeah. longevity, right? Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do one, make sure you plan out for at least four or five. Yeah. When you or know even better, twenty six. Yeah. You whatever. know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean that that was gonna be like part of my point is just like with all the Marvel movies, like I, I love all the Marvel movies only because like you can tell they are they are going towards something. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all not great successes or they're you know they're all not the maybe the best versions of the characters whether it's like you know iron man 2 or thor 2 or that that kind of thing the notable ones but at the same time like once you got to avengers endgame or infinity war and endgame it was one of these things where it was just like no recaps no nothing like this is how we end it yeah and it felt like it was something that was you know planned Sure. You know, yeah. or discovered or this and that. Everybody thought, you know, Captain America was going to be the one to, you know, sacrifice himself. Mm-hmm. But it ends up being, you know, Tony Stark. And I think that's kind of cool being as uh, looking at how big like Robert Downey Jr. is now. 
yeah. you'd figure he'd be uh, not not that it's his personality, but you figure he would be the one maybe to be like, oh no, well we got to keep Iron Man in the universe. Like he yeah. can't die. Do you know what I mean? Like, and also Stark is like the most kind of like selfish, yeah, and, like egomaniacal, right, of exactly. them all. So for yeah, it's a bigger mm-hmm. character moment for him to be the one to yes. make a sac- self-sacrificial, you mm-hmm. know, move. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, it's, it always seemed clear despite how critical I am of all the, the Marvel films and everything. It's, yeah. you know, they're obviously all rowing the boat in the same direction, you yes. know, like, yes. um, every oar was moving in tandem and, you know, right. the, there was something like, you know, when you and Tyler were telling me how much, you know, how good you thought Endgame was as far as being like a conclusion, I was, you know, I was like, I have to admit like that is really impressive. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's enough people out there who can't even, you know, pay off one movie with their sequel yeah, and you know these guys went ahead, and this is like number twenty-one, and it's like you know, if you guys are saying this is a fitting <laughs> and fulfilling conclusion to the twenty-one movies that came before, and I'm like, you know, that's that's a feat. You yeah, know, that is not. Yeah, that's not something that every filmmaker could just come in off the street and do. You know, like if they were put in Kevin Feige's position to like arc that out, and then not only be able to arc that out, but like you know. Even just thinking about like, you know, getting, you know, wrangling sort of like the issue they've had with Star Wars, you know, is like getting the right talent for each one. Yes. Making sure, you know, you have directors that, yeah, are still going to like do what you need the movie to do, but still have like a, you know, a little bit of room to make Mm -hmm. it their own. Yeah. You know, but without ruining the continuity or the sort of like general, you know, feel of this universe. Um, you know, I'm sure there were definitely certain things that there's sort of like a style Bible mm-hmm. for that was like, no, this is what the Marvel universe looks like right. and kind of sounds like. And, you know, it, it can't divert from that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, it, it seemed like just, you know, the balancing act of that whole mm-hmm. several year process is like just from a logistic standpoint. Oh, yeah. Is like wildly impressive. Yeah. You know, that's that's really nuts that they were able to. You know, even because even to just come up with that plan, mm-hmm. like here's all the movies we're gonna make, but then to make like everyone successful mm-hmm. um, and feel cohesive with each other, even though you've got this giant, you know, stable of like different writers and directors and uh, actors that you're working with. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it doesn't seem like. You, I mean, Ragnarok's probably the one that has the most of a stylized kind of like you know world to it. Yeah. But even that's because they're, from what I understand, they're on like a totally different planet. Yes. Also, so it's yeah. like, yeah, we're not on Earth where, right. you know, the Avengers stuff is happening mm-hmm. or, you know, was in the, the earlier films. But yeah, um, so, you know, it, again, it like made sense for it to be yeah. like feel like a different world is because like, well, now we're actually on a different world. Now, right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so so things like that, you know, it just seems like, you know, they were they were smart about those decisions, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to D.C., which seems to just be like, you know, they fly by the seat of their pants on every movie they make. They're like, oh, pretty much. Yeah, let's do that. And that's like what's happening in Star Wars. Yes. Know, it's clearly much more yeah. like the D.C. universe. Yeah. Than the yeah. Marvel universe, yeah. where it's just like movie to movie. They're like, OK, what did people not like last time? Let's fix that. Mm-hmm. And then they end up just making another piece of garbage that people hate for other reasons. Right. Right. Um, or because they're like, hey, why did you listen to us? Like, yo. <laughs> why don't you guys do your job and like fucking make movies instead of reading the internet all day you know yeah i mean i really think like he's got um i don't know i yeah this movie is definitely like a a movie made you know a movie made for the fans like by the fans Mm -hmm. and i mean the um my my biggest fear when this movie was announced and it was coming out and J.J. Abrams is directing, even before the trailer, was that 
you know, I was just like, they're going to find a way to like redeem Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. He's going to come in. He's going to save the day. And we're just going to completely negate the fact that like he murdered his father, which was supposed to be him turning completely to the dark side. If we're right. going to look at this from, you know, character development, for me, that's that moment. Mm-hmm. There is no going back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You just, you just offed your dad. You just offed your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now we're in a place here where, you know, he's he's faced with his own like i don't know mortality after mm-hmm. being run through with a lightsaber by ray and then his his life is saved and now all of a sudden it's like oh now i really realize that like i i, I do have this like goodness in me like is that it's you know it's like the moment in uh, return of the jedi when he chops his arm off mm-hmm. and then once he takes the mask off and he's just like you're right you know you're right about me yeah but he couldn't do anything about it cuz he's fucking dead so that's it but I mean, that's that's the one part that I, I didn't like was like they didn't, you know, they teased in the trailer Ray being, you know, uh, that like dark Ray, that dark side Ray. Oh, whatever, yeah, yeah. Double lightsaber, right. which is a vision like it is in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> it's beat for beat is what Fuck it is. That. I know, dude. Dude, that was that was a trailer moment like written in the script. Oh. We were like, oh, that's <laughs> that's all that exists. The, for. It's the only yeah. reason it was in the movie is yeah. so they could put it in the trailer, like mm-hmm. guaranteed. Oh, God. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I I, I wish they would have leaned more into that. Like, what if what if Ray went to the dark side? Yeah, right. If it was a total swap, yeah, of the two of them, yeah, that like, yeah, Kylo became the good guy and she actually became the villain. Like, yeah, yeah, Kylo Ren becoming a, a good guy seemed to me like, yeah, from Force Awakens was like, okay, that's where we're headed with this guy. Yeah, you know, even though he did kill his dad, right. it was like, you know, that was. An extreme action, of course, but just with them setting up the whole thing that like his basic nature was to be a good person, and he had to be like indoctrinated into the dark side, right? You know that that's like actually against his nature. Yeah, he's actually a really like kind-hearted, gentle right. soul. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it was like, of course, that's the end of the day. That's not going to take. You know, right. it's like that's clearly where they're going with this. Is he's going to you mm. know make this this shift? Um, but yeah, I, I never based on what I had seen, would have thought that Ray, you know, would become the villain. But, mm-hmm. like, especially with her being related to Palpatine and stuff like that, like, they totally could have done that, you know? Yeah. And that would have been, I think, a way more interesting. There's a moment in the movie where she uses her, uh, uses the Force so much mm-hmm. that, uh, like, lightning comes out of her hands, Ooh. like the Emperor. Uh-huh. And so it was just like, like, when that happened, I was like, what the fuck yeah. is this? I didn't. It didn't even dawn on me that like, oh, she's probably related to Palpatine because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, who knows what Jedi can fucking do now? Yeah, like, right. They just so make up maybe new this powers is, every movie now. Yeah. So. so, um, but yeah, no, I. It's I, like that's that's such a big issue with these movies too. Is that yeah? It seems like rather than rather than trying to create like you know uh, some sort of surprise or like you know uh, feeling of of newness to mm-hmm. the films through you know scripting storytelling characters things like that they seem to be doing it by just like bringing in stuff that they've just never told you about yes you know and that's just like the laziest version of like oh it's oh oh no because she can heal people oh you didn't know she can (laughs) heal people oh my god well yeah she can totally fucking heal people and it's like well that's new you know it's never happened in eight fucking movies so uh, 10 movies (laughs) yeah Yeah, 10 movies and a christmas special (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's how I'm gonna refer to Star Wars from now on. Eleven movies and a Christmas. Eleven movies and a Christmas special. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Well, Solo didn't have any. 
influ- influence in like the storyline. Yeah, the main narrative, which is kind of like why I'm interested to watch it. I mean, yeah, I've I've heard not great things about it. I know you enjoy it. I like it a lot. Yeah, again, I I feel like I'm so I feel like I'm going to be watching it as just like not a Star Wars thing. And although it's probably impossible too, because there's probably just like, yeah, look at this. It's fucking chewy. What's (laughs) up? Um, but yeah, you know, I like the fact that it's not directly tied to the main canon because like obviously mm-hmm. Rogue, you know, obviously, yes, the characters are from the main canon, but right. younger versions. But the storyline seems completely independent, whereas like Rogue One was like, yeah, it's all new characters, but you know the story. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Sure, there were some, you know, details that weren't illum- illuminated before, but they hardly matter because it's like, no, we all know they sacrificed their lives to right. get this information, so... That's where where it's gonna end. Gonna yeah. Take, yeah. <laughs> no, Sorry, Donnie Yen. <laughs> You're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like I think the uh yeah, like I said earlier, like the, all the the ideas that are like brought in from the, you know, um the ideas that are brought in from the animated series mm-hmm. and stuff that were sort of like cultivated over uh what is it? I think there's like Several seven seasons, seasons yeah. you know, like so seven years of storytelling. Yes, it's a kids show, but you know, there are some episodes that are like really good nuggets of storytelling. Yeah. And then in like Rebels, there's another four years of stuff. And I mean, some of the stuff is like really sci fi. Mm. And it's just stuff that's like brand new introduced into this movie. And so that's that's the jarring part for me. Is that like I've had time here, but in this main Skywalker storyline, like none of this shit has been part of yeah. The Skywalker story. Yeah, it's just straight up like, hey, there's this thing you've never heard of before. It's the most important thing in the universe now, yes. so let's fucking go. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, I have no attachment. I don't care. Right. You know? Um, yeah. At the, you know, at the end of the day, though, it's like the movie needs to be about the things that are going to make it as strong as it can be as a film. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's, I think, the most important consideration of all. Um, but being more mindful of all this type of stuff as we as filmmakers create this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's definitely, you know, like this movie should have been, I don't know whose movie it should have been. I would imagine it would it sh- should have been like Ray's movie, you know, of finding out who she is because I, I think that's at, what's at the core of her character. Mm-hmm. And it's just a bummer that they shoot her into being a Palpatine and then being a Skywalker. Like she assumes that name. Right, yeah, she doesn't get to be herself. She doesn't get to be herself. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean... Like choose which of these legacy characters <laughs> you more closely identify with. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> like, it's uh, it really, you know, it really makes like that, that universe a whole lot smaller because it's like, you're yeah. either this or you're that. And if, you know, not to get too heady, but if you're talking about representation, then like... That's the biggest like fuck up of all. Mm-hmm. You know, you're either you're either a guy or a girl. You're either bad or good. Right. So pick one. Well, and then on top of it too, it's like, you know, hey, we've got, you know, a female lead now. Yes. It's like and then it's like, all right, now which of these two white men would you like to be? <laughs> <laughs> that was her choice I at mean, the end. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um because that's what everyone aspires to. Yeah, exactly. you know, I would I would just, love to just be a white guy. Yeah, pretty and much. I mean, I got as a as a straight white guy, I got to tell you. Yeah. Things are pretty good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like I I understand that it's horrible, <laughs> but I also totally understand why that's the aspiration. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> I mean, people hold the door for me like everywhere I go. It's <laughs> Um, oh my god! 
but uh um yeah no but that i mean that also when you told me about the ending i was like that is just again seems like so self-defeating yeah to this whole like you know progressive slant they were trying to sell this on yeah it's like hey no look you know it's a we have a a black guy and a a female lead Mm -hmm. you know are like those are the two main characters in star wars now and it's like oh wow you know that's a that's a step forward Mm -hmm. sure and totally fine they were you know in force awakens they were interesting enough characters yeah but yeah where they ended up going with them was just so like uh yeah (laughs) bland poe turns into just like a frat boy Mm. Which is really bad. Nice. Finn doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And then Ray just becomes a Skywalker. And it's just like, okay, I mean, I guess so. And I guess that's the rise of Skywalker then? Yeah. I remember I asked you about the title. Like, what's up with the title? And you're like, well, she, at the end, just chooses to be Ray Skywalker. Yeah. Now. Yeah. It's like, I'd imagine, I, I thought weird. with the title that the rise would have been uh, Ben. Mm-hmm. Would have been Kylo Ren. Right. I thought that would have been the rise of Skywalker if, you know, by some chance, like, Ray dies in the middle of the movie and it's, like, his movie for the rest of the movie or something, mm-hmm. you know, but... Yeah. yeah, instead it's Al. Instead it's Al? Al. And he fades away. <laughs> That's it. So That's his last line in the movie, Dorian, is Al. Al? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I was actually I saw a pretty interesting um, article a couple days ago. I think someone at Variety might have been Owen Gleiberman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Variety wrote about Star Wars, okay, and just like what's happened to it, okay, over the years and all this stuff. And um, it was really interesting take on it. It sounded like he was not that into yeah. Rise of Skywalker, um, you know. But he was just talking about how like. Uh, you know, he mentioned Solo as a big like turning point mm-hmm. um, for Star Wars. He was like, "That was the movie that uh, like brought Star Wars down to earth." Okay, because um, he was like, "It it had like an earthly box office gross," <laughs> and he was like, "No other like every other Star Wars okay. movie it was like you you know everyone knew it was like a cultural event yes. like you had to go." The movie was making four billion dollars mm-hmm. in less time than anything's ever made four billion dollars. Right. You know, like every time out of the gate, no matter what, it just had this like you know, astronomical quality to it in Mm -hmm. terms of just like its success and the conversation around it and all this stuff. And, you know, he's like, obviously, yeah, you know, much has been made about like Disney and how they've just sort of like, you know, they've taken the magic and they've bottled it up and sucked everything special (laughs) out of it. And they just keep selling us back, you know, this like flat bottle of star Wars over and over again. And, um, he was like, but Solo was kind of like where, yeah, where the whole franchise just came down to earth. Mm-hmm. And now it was just like, this was just another movie. And, you know, that's, and he was like, and now at, at this point, and because of how thin they've spread this stuff too, that it's just like, you know, there's a new movie like every year with all the spinoffs, there's TV shows, right. you know, there's all this stuff. You're just inundated with it that, you know, rather than becoming this like massive cultural touchstone, like, you know, rallying point that like every few years, like we all decide as a species, like we have to go see this and talk about it. Yeah. Um, it's just become another thing. That's just a series of movies and television shows that some people watch and some people don't. Yeah. And like, that's all it is now. Yeah. So it's just like, it's not special anymore. And, you know, he was saying that like, because of that, he was like, no, it, he was like, I kind of feel like rise of Skywalker would have felt deflating no matter what. Okay. Um, because that's just kind of where star Wars is now. Yeah. Um, that is kind it's, of a fun with the just, yeah, yeah, it's just another franchise. You know, it's nothing special. It's yeah. just another big thing that, you know, like like Marvel or a million other things that you know they're just they're around. Mm-hmm. There's nothing special about it. They're yeah. big budget 
you know, and that's about all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was, it was just an interesting kind of perspective on, on really like kind of hmm. why this movie is feeling the way it does and yeah. just like what, you know, why star Wars doesn't feel like this, this sort of massive event anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this one really, this movie really gets me out of being excited for star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, anymore. It just sort of like, I don't know. I mean, my my other my other and you know it could just be my last thought was ta- was talking about like wanting to talk about uh you know does like does being a fan of something like does something have to grow with you or do you essentially uh, ev- eventually grow out of it mm-hmm. like part of me has been wondering like have i just grown out of star wars mm-hmm. you know like i'm still a fan of the original movies and and you know like the i think i'm a bit more of a fan of the animated shows right now and have been since i completed all of them uh than the movies but you know um have i grown out of star wars mm-hmm. and that's like one thing i've been thinking about like a lot you know this this week yeah with the movie and stuff and because a part of me felt watching the movie was like wow is this what i've been doing to myself yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> For I don't know since I've been able to go to the movies by myself or yeah. like is this what I've been like feeding myself you know and I think that's kind of like uh, it, it's not kind of it's a, that's why I like I love having like you as a friend and 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 Tyler and Sean and everybody because you know everyone has such different tastes mm-hmm. but like everybody at least for me like uh, you know so much of you guys grew up with like the same kind of uh, movies sometimes. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I like arrived late to it. So it's like, you'll show me something and challenge me and I'll be like, fuck, I didn't know I could like feel that with this Mm -hmm. or feel this way with, you know, this movie. And then like go watch something that is mainstream and wonder why I'm not getting that feeling Mm -hmm. and wonder why it's not at least trying to be, you know, up there with you know right why yeah, star wars not up there with cold war and it's just like right it doesn't need to be cold war but like why isn't it trying to fly a little higher want, though yeah, yeah right yeah and so like that's that's sort of the thing i've been thinking about is you know instead of having like toxic fandom maybe just admitting to myself like maybe this fandom is just a little bit over mm-hmm. right now yeah you know and like i can always revisit it and I, I loved watching a new hope through return of the jedi again i got a certain sense of uh excitement about the filmmaking just about what was accomplished like during that era and during that time uh you know models and this and that and yeah. everything like that it was cool to like see and just feel again aside from the special edition crap yeah but <laughs> y- you know like Aiden uh, Christensen. <laughs> yes jesus still i just wow the kind of delusion you have to be under to think that that's a good idea it's like even all of the other changes that one he was just like hey let's put it no, you know what? Never mind. I've gone too far. No, yeah. you just. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah that's more like run of the run of the mill, like yeah, no, of that, consciousness thought. And that's another good point too. Is like yeah, it's just it it doesn't have that magic anymore either, as far as like just showing us something we've never been able to see before. Because mm-hmm. like obviously the originals were so innovative and and groundbreaking and all their special effects work and everything that it was like literally nobody had ever seen like anything like that didn't know you could do that with movies type of shit Mm -hmm. um and then you know even the prequels honestly because like computer generated stuff was you know was around at that point but he took it to a whole new level yeah 
in those movies that, again, the movies weren't good, but it was right. still had that element of like, wow, I've never seen anything like this, right. you know? And in Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Too. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then these new ones, you know, since Force Awakens have not had that effect whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, they look just like expensive CGI that you'd see in any other yeah. big budget movie out over the summer. There's nothing particularly special about it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's not poorly done, but no. it's not. Well, this one is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah. But it's nothing new. Yeah, you yeah. know, it, it doesn't have that like wow quality of just like, I feel like I'm really being transported into like, you know, such depths of like imagination that mm-hmm. like, you know, they had to envision like new ways of making film just to be able to show me this. Yeah. You know, like that's what was so cool about the, the originals, obviously. And, right. and then even the prequels that like, yeah, the prequels sucked from the first one, but I kept going to every one on fucking opening yeah, night because exactly. it was still like fucking Star Wars. <laughs> right, you know, right. it still had that cachet to it mm-hmm. and uh and you wanted to see what they were doing with the technology like yeah. even just some of that stuff was like okay you know yeah this is probably gonna suck but like there's even just a couple action scenes in the trailer that like that just looks cool yeah right you know and i, I want to check that out um then these ones it's like everything in there you're just like yeah i've seen basically that before mm-hmm. um yeah and it's even just with like, like you ugh. saying you saying like yeah i've seen everything that before even like with the storytelling. Yeah, right. I think I mean <laughs> I mean I, I had such a positive reaction to the last Jedi because I just felt in some spots it it was new storytelling. It was. Like yeah. there were cracks here and there. Hundred percent. And it felt yeah. like so surprising and so good that I felt like a bit of excitement with like, oh man, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes now. Like this is gonna be really interesting. And then they just went back to They just shut them down. Yeah. Yeah. They just, you know. Yeah. It was like sure it was or no, they had already because that, that's right. Because Solo came out so quickly after that. I was going to say, wasn't that right? Like right when they fired <laughs> Phil Lord and Chris oh, yeah, Miller. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Oh no, we just we let this fucking artist into the franchise, yeah. and everyone hates it. So you guys are gone. You know, let's get Ron Howard in here. Howard this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. I think I think I'm good. Yeah. For 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 that. That was delightful. Thank you for that, Bobby. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Did not like this movie. I'm, I really enjoy this uh, when Bobby. You gets like? I feel like for the last couple of days, like when we've been out together, uh, I kind of feel like you're making it a point to let people know I didn't like Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> you're like Bobby didn't like Star Wars. <laughs> Go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to hear about your parents. This is a real yeah. tragedy. Uh, by the way, Bobby <laughs> didn't. Like you want to hear about another tragedy? <laughs> they will tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so i feel like i i'm glad this is happening at the end of 2019 mm-hmm. going into 2020 with some you know yeah fresh perspectives on the world I'm letting it go i feel yeah. like i'm letting star wars go yeah new year's resolution yeah. let go star wars <laughs> let go star yeah. wars yeah. <laughs> uh all right well if you go see star wars i mean may the force be with you because <laughs> it ain't fucking there I love it. <laughs> I, I will leave our listeners with something you told me when you were fairly drunk last Friday, uh, uh, after you'd seen this, when the um, the hate was still hot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bobby was kind of drunk, and I just kept egging him on, like, just tell me more. Tell me more about Star Wars. <laughs> uh, he, he just looked at me at one point. He was like, dude, come over to my place right now. I'll turn on Star Trek Into Darkness, and I will show you a better movie than yep. The Rise of Skywalker. And I was yep. like, Wow. Yeah. It's that bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, so watching, there you have it, folks. Watching uh watching Spock Scream Con is mm-hmm. 
Might as well be fucking gone with the wind. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well shed that single tear because that that moment right now after seeing Rise of Skywalker is probably one of the most emotionally grounded moments in yeah. sci-fi <laughs> movies. It just you feel it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. There you have it, people. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got. Fuck Star Wars and we're out. Later. <laughs>